Hello and welcome to the Alternative Living Podcast. We're B and Theo and together we are the Indie Projects. We travel full-time meeting interesting people who've handcrafted alternative homes and lifestyles. So thanks for joining us and let's get to it. Hello, what's going on and welcome back to another episode of the Alternative Living Podcast with the Indie Projects. I'm Theo. And I'm B. And today we are going to talk all things Norway, Scandinavia and travelling in that part of the world and, and why we originally went there. Yeah, exactly. So a little bit of background on us, if this is your first time listening to the podcast or you don't know who the hell we are. We uh, have basically been living and travelling in vans for five years now and our first ever trip, our big ass trip out to Europe in 2014 and 15 in our T4 took us to Scandinavia, which was an area of Europe that we completely and utterly fell in love with. And I know we mentioned this before on one of the other podcasts, I think, where I was Googling images of these places and we just had to go there. But it was stunning and it's probably the best place we've ever been in the world Mm -hmm. for van life and living in a van. I can't disagree with that. And that's one of the things, why why we wanted to talk about that today is because we're actually heading back up there this summer and autumn and possibly into winter. It all depends. And we've probably said it in other podcasts before. We do have plans, but we all, our plans, our plans, our plans are flexible. And and our plans did change a little bit. Originally, we were going directly from Portugal. Now we're going from the UK. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait. I cannot wait to get stuck in and just experience the magic that is Scandinavia in the north. Yeah, so I wanted to just kind of talk about our experience there last time because we met back then when we went, I don't think, I think we saw one other GB play when we were there and we were absolutely shocked. There was not a hell of a lot of people travelling there in vans and we we got further north towards the end of the summer coming into autumn where a lot of people were now heading south. So... It was really funny. When we saw that GB plate, we were like, shall we go and talk to them? Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Back then, guys, there was hardly any people travelling in vans. Yeah. There was a couple of motorhomes and stuff like that. But van life is not what it was now. Especially in Scandinavia, where we'd gone to. Not many people would go that far north and, you know, above the Arctic Circle. And so when you do see a GB plate, you're just like wow, I, I feel like I can connect with them in some way. And now it's just like, ah. Uh, yeah, so we're excited this summer. We we already have heard of a lot of people are saying they're going up there. So we're really looking forward to bumping into people on mm. the road. It's always a lot of fun. And we were thinking possibly maybe we'd do a meetup. Yeah. In like North Norway or something yeah, like that. that would be nice. so many people have said they're going to be there. It makes sense. It'll be really cool. Campfire. Yeah. Be really good. Um, so the thing with Scandinavia and Norway especially is that a lot of people tend to avoid that area of Europe because it is the most expensive part of Europe to travel to. Fuel is expensive, food is expensive, yeah. alcohol is expensive, everything is expensive, but it's probably the while biggest, camping yeah. is free. It's, a, it's the biggest downside to <laughs> travelling in Scandinavia is the expense, but... 
if you need to lose a little bit of weight, then it's brilliant because, you know, food is more expensive than other parts of well, mainland Europe yeah. and stuff like that and the UK. But having said that, when we went, we had a budget and we did not go over the budget in Norway and the budget was the same for all the European countries we went to and it just didn't change and we managed to survive and we're still here and we, we live we live to tell the tale. If you're wondering what the budget was, it was £750 a month. That was for the both of us together. So we did... De- what? Sorry to interrupt again. I do think if you drink alcohol and you smoke cigarettes, it will it's, obviously... go, it's going to be harder for you because... Alcohol is very expensive, smoking is very expensive. So if you do do them things, then, you know, it might be a little bit different to our experiences. Yeah, but breaking the budget down, um, so £350 of that went to food. It went to, uh, like, days out if we were going to go to a museum or something, if we wanted to go on a, a, a boat ride. I don't know, I'm trying to think of random we, things we you do when really you're travelling. We do no. stuff like that. We tend to do kind of free activities yeah so that would go for that and then we'd spend 400 pounds a month on fuel because we did actually cover i think it was twenty three thousand miles in a year so we drove an awful lot and fuel was expensive in norway so actually we would sometimes dip more into the our food for fuel or vice versa especially when we were in the north we actually didn't spend that much on fuel a month because we weren't traveling as much because we kind of stayed in one area more so we had a bit more money for food so i guess we'd still be moving like every day or every other day but the distance we moved was not that that we would move in the south in the south everything's quite spread out but in the north there's a lot of places to see that are very close together so take the lofoten islands for example the lofoten islands aren't very big from top to bottom about 150 kilometers or do not say that as an exact, that is not exact, but it's roughly... Let's call it 150 kilometres, but within that 150 kilometres is so much to do, so much to see, so many hikes, so many beaches, that you can literally just stay in a spot and then the next day almost just drive a couple of miles to the next amazing spot. So it's not like in the, in the south where we had to drive like for 100 kilometres or mm-hmm. so. Exactly. So I wanted to talk about what it's like being in a van in Norway, especially. Um, We did travel through Denmark. We were there for actually an entire month. And I remember at the time thinking, how are we going to spend more than a week in Denmark? There's no mountains here. But we were there for a month. There were some good beaches. Oh, it was amazing. The weather really helped. Like we had amazing sunshine. So we were like, well, if it's nice, let's stick about. So we traveled through Denmark for a month. Then we were in Sweden for a little period of time before heading straight into Norway, because that was where we really wanted to get to first. And one of the things that is definitely worth mentioning about being in a van in Norway is that you don't really get airs. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't stay anywhere. So let me just explain with a lot of airs, especially in Portugal, Spain, Germany and France, a lot of airs will have places where you can empty your chemical toilet. You can get water. Sometimes you can get electricity. I suggest if you do have a chemical toilet to uh, stay, get a composting toilet. (laughs) I thought you couldn't get composting toilets in vans. (laughs) That's not true. That is not true. Uh, Check yeah, out com- airheads or just build your own. Composting toilets are amazing. Uh, 
and it means that like I I would never go back to a chemical toilet now just because no. like why do I want to dictate my travel and we've done this on whether a chemical toilet emptying points or public toilets where we can find and sneak in and empty the toilet I don't want to live like that now we're just free we can poo where we want <laughs> it's amazing and I'd just like to point out for anyone who is going to the Lofoten Islands there are only two places mm. that we know of mm. Where you're allowed to designatedly officially really fun, empty your chemical toilet. Fun and funny memory of, of one of the Massive places. Massive log rolling out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're pretty open in this podcast. We talk about uh, poo. I'm sure it's on video as well. It is, but he's actually catching on video. I don't know. If, did we actually put it in one of the videos though? I think, yeah, I think, I think it's in it's the in first episode, episode of our Van Life Europe video, oh, which did actually start hilarious. in Scandinavia. It's very funny. Me emptying the chemical toilet because for some reason... That was always my task. Not anymore. No, <laughs> Now we got thankfully. a composting toilet. But no, as I was saying, there are obviously places, there are amenities, but they're just not, definitely not like in France and places like no. that. But the thing with Scandinavia thing is, is that they have, and I'm going to totally not remember what the word is, they act- actively encourage wild camping. It's like Scotland, you know, you got... I think in Norway it's called like freedom to roam but or something like Norwegian, that. In Norwegian, it's a special word. <laughs> Freedom to roam, I'm sure that's what it's called. There are rules well, around it, it as well. That's what it translate to anyway. Yeah, you can't just go and park wherever you want. You know, you still got to be very reasonable, responsible, private land, all that kind of stuff. But, but you've got to remember there's a lot less people in Norway. Uh, it's yeah. Not as, it's not as populated in the north. So there are less people, more parking spaces. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> So many wonderful places to stay. I mean, we pulled up to a wild camping spot before, which I think we have told this story before. And uh, I got out to do my check of the, like, when we park up in a spot, I get out, look at the van, just double check where we're parked. And we were next to a fjord and, like, literally a whale. Oh, my God. Just came out of the water. And I'm just like... That was insane. Like where, like where are we? This is <laughs> unbelievable. So yeah, we we definitely stayed there and tried to spot that whale again. Yeah. So another amazing thing about Norway, and obviously this is for the whole world, wildlife is everywhere. But in Norway, we felt a way more uh, like we saw a lot more wildlife. The people are really friendly. We were. Every, like, What's wildlife and people got to do? <laughs> <laughs> they, they seem really like relaxed, don't they? The yeah. people I mean, and the wildlife. The wildlife's um, relaxed. Yeah, the wildlife's relaxed. I mean, you know, you've got whales just hanging out next to your van doing what they want. Uh, but um, <laughs> not just Norway as well, Sweden. Like, North Sweden's great, or Central Sweden. Yes, the whole of Sweden we drove through. I mean, we did have to kind of shoot through We did some Sweden amazing... Because we timed it badly. Not the Kungsleden, but we did some other hikes in Swedish national parks, which Schools was amazing. Kogan, I've probably butchered that. Soderalm, I've probably said that wrong as well but But they have cabins where you can stay and like firewood just there you can chop up your own firewood it's it's unbelievable like it's just something we we don't experience in the UK I know in Scotland you've got the bothy culture and stuff like that but they're few and far between there's not loads and loads of them and uh, they are very very basic the bothies of what I've seen compared to these cabins maybe in Sweden and Norway. It's a bit more comfortable, let's say, than, you know, a, a raw stone building. Uh, but I love a good bothy. 
definitely. But it's just a different vibe, I think, in 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 Sweden. Being outdoors is massively they, encouraged they in do. those areas. They it's, really encourage people to be outdoors. It's in their culture, like that's how they grow up and like in school and stuff they go hiking like these these people whole families go hiking and camping together and spend all summer outside building fires and doing all these different activities which i feel like we don't really have built into us in the uk no definitely not like i was i, I was talking about in our a couple of podcasts ago about how I wasn't really keen on the idea of wild camping when we when you first ever suggested it whereas in Scandinavia wild camping is the thing everyone yeah. does that they wouldn't bat an eyelid like we no. met um, a great woman actually in uh, a beach called Kalvika which is like a hidden beach in Lofoten Islands uh, amazing place and we Katerina yeah we met Katerina and yeah she's so adventurous and I just see like her insta stories and stuff and she'll just hike to the top of a mountain just bivy there'll be snow <laughs> and she'll just whip out her sleeping bag and go to sleep and that's normal well, for her the night we met her when we all stayed on that beach she stayed outside yeah she's just, just like, on the beach oh, I don't need a tent amazing. I'll just sleep next to the fire and, <laughs> and that's that's built into them I think because they're brought up that way and they're encouraged to do them things and and that's another reason why we love it Mm -hmm. so I think what might be nice to talk about next is to maybe talk about some of the areas that we went to and why we really enjoyed them and I kind of want to do it in a way that's like from the south up to the north so Theo's immediately like oh what I I can remember (laughs) so I want to talk about Odder I've probably oh, butchered the, that completely. I'm sorry if anyone who's listening to this and they're like, you're saying the place is wrong. I really do apologise and I am going to double check next time. So, so I what I remember about Odder is just it having an amazing lake, mm-hmm. which was like turquoise. It was, it, you wanted to swim in it, but you knew it'd be incredibly yeah. soft. <laughs> You knew you would jump in and die from the cold, probably, because you're just not used to that. But Odder was like a gateway to some absolutely splendid hikes. There's a very, very famous one in Norway that you guys will have... You might not have even realised it was that, but you will have seen images of it online. Trolltunga. And that is that was the first big, big hike that we ever did, actually. That was. And I'm really proud of us for that, because we, we just got up super early and just went and did it and Mm -hmm. it starts with this crazy like uphill yeah like vertical hike Uh so you can either hike up the path or there was an old funicular that was closed down you wouldn't weren't supposed to but everyone went up there which is basically like (laughs) don't do that you're they're like it's like a massive staircase it's like it must be like a couple of miles long or something. It's it felt ridiculous. like it went on forever, and uh, it was incredibly knackering. But but that's the hardest part of the whole hike. The rest of it, the because I think it's eleven kilometers there, eleven back. I reckon that was probably a kilometer. Yeah. So the next ten are just basically rolling hills, and um, the landscape is gorgeous. We got up so early to to get there because we wanted to get an amazing photograph on this troll's tongue, and. We got there and it, it's kind of like... The we got in, there at 10am. It's like the Instagram like expectation 
versus reality kind of thing. And basically what happened is you get there and there's a massive line <laughs> and you have to queue up to stand on this rock and get your photograph taken. In front of everyone. In front of everyone. Which, but you know, posing is a bit awkward. It was still an amazing experience mm-hmm. and we got the photos, mm-hmm. which as a photographer is quite important. Uh, we got the photos, stunning memories from that place. Mm-hmm. Definitely recommend doing the Troll Tunga hike yes. if you get a chance. Yeah, exactly. It was it was a it was a life changing experience. It was the first hike that I'd ever done that I can think of that was that long, especially in a foreign country. Like I, we definitely weren't the most prepared people of all time. We didn't even have special hiking backpacks then. I literally had a random backpack that was for fishing, that was very uncomfortable. Oh, it was. And, you know, I think we probably just took a load of nuts with us and stuff like that. That We were like, (laughs) you know, nuts are supposed to give off energy and they're high fat and calories, so they're great for hiking. We've definitely learned a lot since then. Yeah, we've changed an awful lot. But that's the beauty of it. Anyone can hike. You can, as long as you're safe and you check the weather and you've got some sort of equipment and generally on that hike... There's so many other people that you're always going to be fairly safe because you can't really get lost because there's so many other people creating a trail and it's easily signposted and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't make the mistake and, and say go hiking with no equipment or anything like that. But I think with the basic equipment and some basic knowledge, I think you can... Always bring a map. You can do a lot. Exactly. Um... Rather interestingly, we this just shows how naive we were at the time. <laughs> we wanted to get to Lafon for Theo's birthday. And I yeah, think your birthday was why, in like three days. I think it's nice when it's like, it's just another day really, isn't it? But Well, it was your 25th, no, it was your 26th birthday. 26th birthday and I'm like... I just want to, like I've seen so much and I've heard so much about the Lofoten Islands. I just want to be there for my birthday. So I literally drove like a nutter. But we didn't realise that there isn't actually a full-on motorway the whole length of Norway. So (laughs) prepare yourself. If if you're in a mega rush and you just want to get straight to the north, I would suggest driving up through Sweden because there's no tolls. They have a motorway the whole way. Was it a German couple we met? And I was like, they were like, what are you doing? And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, so tomorrow we're going to jump on the motorway and head north, like all the way up to the Lofoten Islands. And they looked at me like... Uh, okay <laughs> and I, I, yeah that's not that's not what happens but we did make it in three days um we because we just drove all day and then we'd camp at the side of the road there was a lot of not just at the side of the road one of our one of our things that we always stick to is that we will never just camp right at the side of the road it's just a fear that we have that someone could drive into us or something so yeah. wherever there's somewhere with a barrier off the road or just away from the road we will stay there so that's what we did it was great like there's a massive sign when you get into the arctic circle and it feels like such an achievement when you get there it's 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 amazing it's pretty cool and the landscape starts to change yeah and the mountains start to get bigger and you know you start to see these amazing views from the road and depending what time you go, snow-capped mountains and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. The problem is because we rushed up there within three days, we kind of missed out middle Norway. So we can't really recommend anything there. Was that your insides? (laughs) My insides are making (laughs) funny noises. Um, But for us, like, uh, basically the whole of Norway is just absolutely gorgeous. So when we got up into the north and we headed to the Lofoten Islands, we didn't have a plan for how long we were going to be there. 
we actually ended up being in that general area between the Foton and Tromsø for about a month and a half. We, yeah, we definitely overstayed, <laughs> really, for the tyres that we had on the van oh, and stuff yeah. like that. And, and we didn't have any heating. And again, we've told this story before, but we had minus eight inside the van which not a lot of people would be able to cope with well but and also no sleeping bags we, we were massively unprepared we were summer people <laughs> we wrapped up in everything we you know wore all the clothes we could to bed and and that's just because the passion for the country and mm. never wanting to leave there because no, it was so stunning and one of the main reasons oh, and northern lights that's what i was just going to come on to one of the main reasons we were up there for so long was because we experienced the northern lights and it just trapped us into being in love with it yeah okay go on then b is a person who doesn't even get out of bed for the northern (laughs) lights anymore because she's seen them that many times and i think that's definitely a very privileged you know part of traveling is you know especially in a van you can hang around and wait you haven't got to just book in on your holiday and the amount of people I've heard who are booked to go to Iceland, booked to go to Norway, and they've got a week or 10 days, and the Northern Lights don't come out, they don't see anything, and then they have so, to go back to work. And so sad. that's heartbreaking that for me to hear that because we were so lucky and we, we watched the Northern Lights pretty much every night for a month. It mm-hmm. was unbelievable. Exactly. It was. It was. It was like one of the best times of our lives, definitely. Yeah, it was, which and, is why we overstayed. And that's why we're going back. Yeah, that is why we're going back. And I'm so excited to go back, especially because the weather in Norway is incredibly similar to the weather in the UK in that it can rain for a week yeah. or two weeks. <laughs> so in our small van, it could get a little bit yeah. frustrating being trapped inside bump like we've been in our van now since november and yeah. there has been rainy times and it's so much different being in our bigger van stand in up the rain. we've got heating like heating Space. is gonna make so much difference that far north mm-hmm. because even in the summer it can get cold you know so if it's if it's been raining for a week and you just want to like well, heating is just great for your, drying your, your stuff as well. Yeah, exactly. Put the heat in up and just chill. <laughs> exactly. And this time as well, another thing that will be different is internet because we didn't actually have, um, back in the day in 2014, internet over in Europe was not the same. It was really now bad. Now you can just roam the whole, the whole way around. So yeah. it's going to be different for that as well, which is quite cool. So that should make it a lot easier to like upload videos and, and kind of work that far north. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that being a little bit easier because we did used to camp out at a petrol station called Statoil. <laughs> you get free Wi-Fi for a certain amount of time. I think it was only for like an hour. Was it a half an hour or an hour? So, yeah, it's pretty heartbreaking when your stat oil free internet runs out and you're back to reality. There's actually going to be quite a few things that are going to be different for this trip from last time when we were there. Firstly, our gas situation is different. So we really need to prep in advance and see... If you can get LPG in Norway I've and heard, where. I've heard quite a few people say that LPG is hard to get and apparently it's non-existent in Finland. So right. we really need to plan and figure out what we need to do and, and how we're going to manage that. Whether it's we get a new regulator for a different kind of gas that you can get in Scandinavia. But that's all things that you should think about before 
you go on a trip. You don't want preparation wanna, is key. Yeah, you don't want to end up not being able to get gas because that no, puts you in a very bad it situation. It's stressful. It's not nice not being able to get stuff that you need. So definitely prep in advance whatever countries you're going to. Make sure that you've got all the stuff that you need. We did back in the day buy the AA handbook, which was brilliant for <laughs> Europe. Gave us a lot of advice. And we did actually write, and it's still available, a free ebook, a rough travel guide to Europe. To I Europe, think, yeah. So plans. if you so, don't know about that ebook, go and check it out because many of the points are still relevant. We still mm-hmm. have people contacting us today saying i downloaded your ebook found it very useful and thank you so yeah it's free yeah go to indieprojects.com forward slash ebook or just go on our website theindieprojects.com and you will find it it's it's easy to find and it's free and you can download it and do whatever you want with it so hopefully that'll be helpful but yeah lpg is something we've got to think about but that this is a top tip that i'm about to bestow upon anyone who cares projects (laughs) top tips of the day Get a backup gas. And when I say get a backup gas, I mean get a little camping stove with little gas that you can use in times of emergency. Because I'm sure you guys know if you've watched any of our videos, we've run out of gas before and not been able to get it. When we had camping gas, it would always run out at the most irritating time and you're just stuck. And if it does, it's it's not ideal because obviously it's just a, they're usually just a one burner. Mm. If you have like a camping cooker thing. But at least that gets you out of a hole and it means that you can finish cooking the meal that you were cooking. Because it's going to happen mid-meal, it will. Exactly, it always happens mid-meal and then you can obviously go and find gas the next day or something like that. Yeah, exactly. So you can get like a little camping stove for like a fiver or a tenner and and then you can get the canisters for like a fiver or a tenner and just keep them in the van somewhere, just prepped. And a lot of the time if you parked up in a beautiful area you might want to be outside and cook so maybe you're next to a beach and you can go and sit watch the sunset and cook on the beach it's a nice way of doing it Mm -hmm. so it's it's useful to have that camping cooker just in case for them for them reasons as well it's definitely got us out of a few sticky situations because usually when we run out of gas it'll be oh we've just got the um 32 hour ferry and uh, we've been driving all day and we're really tired so let's stop and have a wonderful dinner oh let's just run out of gas two seconds after I've put everything on brilliant but I've got a spare so everything's fine at the time you're just like my patience is being tested and I'm just gonna go to bed hungry but no it's worth it honestly thank me later (laughs) before we get on to the next point I don't know if you guys can hear on these microphones stormy but there is a crazy storm literally blowing over right now. So if there's any knocks, any bangs, uh, any branches fall on top of the caravan, you know what the reason is. It's, it's been crazy weather the last few days, yeah. but it needs to get it out of its system. We do need rain in Portugal because, yes. you know, it was looking a bit dry, like... I know I'm going off topic, but <laughs> on our land, it was it was looking a bit dry and things were dying. And then a couple of days of rain makes all the difference and everything comes back to life and new flowers form. So, yes, it's good. So we will see how the storm goes. Another thing worth mentioning is I found it quite hard to find laundrettes when we were in Norway. So I did a lot of hand yeah. washing. I think I think that's due to probably more people have the facilities 
in their own homes up there. Yeah, probably. I mean, that they're more self sufficient, aren't they? Yeah. It's so again, it's in the culture, especially yeah. north. Like they can look after themselves and well they're gonna have to because you're in areas where you are gonna potentially be cut off from people due to the weather so the way i got around that was marinas mm. always have facilities and i don't know if that's the case now but we i did don't know if we were supposed to i don't know if it's we whatever did find a marina on the lofoten islands in which had, there, which i will have butchered the name of i apologize that had a shower Washing uh, machine and a dryer. Shower, toilet and washing machine. And a dryer. dryer. Yes, and we had to get Heaven. a special card from the tourist office that was 100 crowns, Which I is think. like 10 pounds. I think it was about a tenner. Um, and then you could just go in and do your business. So that was great well because I it. had laundry that needed doing. And a lot of people were like, oh, just wash it by hand, let it dry. When it's raining for two Norway, weeks, you yeah, can't let it dry. Harder, so it? it's just easier to just find somewhere with a dryer. Or even better... If you can be friends with someone who has a washer and a dryer, the thing is, you can do it theirs. We've been spoiled this winter. Obviously, it's our first full winter in Portugal and we've had nothing but sunshine pretty much. I know the last few days has been rainy and stuff, but it's been incredible. And yeah, I am wondering how, how we're going to cope with the rain in Norway because we literally haven't seen rain all winter, but... <laughs> I think we're just doing it the opposite way round, really. We can't hide from the rain all the time. Rain is a fact of life. It's so, <laughs> you know, if we don't get it in the winter, we'll get it in the summer. And we are going via the UK, so... Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not prepared to go back to the UK. I'm, I don't know, this, it's going to be cold, I imagine. It's going to be drizzly. Who knows? But it might be nice. It does our fish and chips, though, and Nando's, so... Yes. There's always a the silver food lining. Is a, the food is a good one. So those are some of the things that definitely, I think, can be useful to people. And also, we did, like, back in the day when we first started travelling, we had a travel blog that's still still alive, still there, and, and it's connected to our website, and we did blog posts all about Norway. And it's beautiful imagery. full of photos, full of good information of our travels in that part of the world so yeah go check that out as well because that really might bring some uh, good information that you you didn't think of or or you don't know about an area go and check that out because that was us really exploring and finding new places and talking about new places we have actually been back to the Lofoten Islands and North Norway in a hire car I think we did that for my summer. birthday again, didn't we? No, it was in June. Okay, Your we didn't do that for August. my birthday. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure it was for my birthday. Maybe it was, it was like not. a late birthday present or no. early birthday present or something. <laughs> it was nothing to do with anyway, your birthday. Anyway, it wasn't to, to do with my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and um, It was probably to do with the fact that you'd just got a drone. It was when you just got your drone. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, it was amazing actually to take the drone to Norway and get some incredible shots and... That that's was our what, first experience of the midnight sun. No, but that's what I wanted to talk about. So we went for the midnight sun season, which we missed in our camper van because we were too far south. Uh, and obviously it would st in the south it would still stay really light quite late. Yeah. But obviously midnight sun's like 24 hours of sunshine. It centres crazy because <laughs> there's this beautiful light. You don't want to sleep. You're just we like, didn't this sleep is for incredible. 10 days. But what we did experience is somewhere where we didn't experience in the van, which was even further north, 
which goes by the name of Senya. Mm-hmm. And that's another, it's a national park, isn't it? I think, Senya. I don't know. Anyway, it's a beautiful place. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a national park or some nat- natural interest. And there's some amazing hikes there. We can't wait to do some more hikes there because <laughs> one of the hikes we did, we hiked up the wrong mountain. We, we wanted to hike mountain. up the mountain that you have a view of the place we were standing on. <laughs> and we got there and we literally hiked it at like okay, no 3 a.m. Yeah, something. that's it. We did the hike at midnight. Right. So we were tired anyway. We did the hike. <laughs> we ran up there. Um, we, we did it within, I think, was it like... 40 minutes or something insane. Yeah, we literally fast. ran up that hill and we were like, yeah, we're up here. And then we were like, why can't we see? Yeah, where's the view? Where is it? And then we were like, oh, we're standing on it. Absolute idiots. And it, it was still incredible, <laughs> but it wasn't the image that I was after. I was no. like, I'm on it. Like, I just, <laughs> oh, it was frustrating. And but... by that time, we were tired because we'd done a big hike and it was the middle of the night. So we were just like, we're going to have to come back here. So we will be going back there and doing the, the hike we actually planned to do. And can you remember when we went swimming on the way to Senya in that beautiful, I forgot about like, that. alpine that was cold. water? Mm-hmm. And it did feel like we froze to death but it was incredible like was it was so nice there was snow wonderful. on the mountains oh, it was gorgeous and we were swimming in this river it was it was beautiful it was really wonderful it's funny you forget about those kind of things and you just totally reminded me of that that was really cold and i remember when you, oh my gingy what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> gingy's gone crazy again <laughs> because it's stormy we brought gingy in she's been okay. out all day but yeah, crazy. Gingy hates the wind. Uh, Theo got attacked by like some mad hornet thing, I think, when you go out. Yeah. And you were just covered in these big ass bites. It was funny. It wasn't funny for me. <laughs> but this time, I think we're even going to go even further north, possibly. 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 I don't know Theo's where that list came from. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be funny, but it's very funny. <laughs> So possibly we are going to go all the way to the Russian border and see what Norway is like up there. Why not, eh? So yeah, that should be good. And I'm not sure like how long we're going to stay there, but we're probably talking from about June to like mid-June to like November, November possibly. So we want to hang around for Northern Lights, which come out around September and then we we want some snow as well I think I think yeah. some snow would be great to experience especially in the new van with the tires and and stuff like that it'd be be amazing with the heater to just feel comfortable but <laughs> be surrounded by snow so luxury that's yeah that's something we want to do what else I'm not sure I'm not sure what else I just want to be there uh, just within the majestic scenery. <laughs> yeah, we we can't wait. It's going to be incredible. And see Gingy there as well. Yeah, Gingy's going to have she a, loves the mountains, a whale of a time watching whales. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. We can't wait to bring you guys along with us. We're going to try our absolute hardest to document... Everything. Everything, and to the best of our ability. So there will be some amazing travel vlogs coming out every week and then we also have a secret project that will be coming out as well after and then yeah that. secret project will be coming out after that so it's all go and yeah i hope i hope you found this podcast useful like i hope we said some useful things and didn't just 
ramble on chat about our memories but <laughs> it is it's good to sit down and, and relive them moments because that is the reason we're going back because we have such fond memories of them areas and then places that we just want to go and experience all again so yeah exactly and if you've got any questions or anything you'd like to discuss please oh. leave them below in the comments <laughs> what if you guys live in north sweden north norway north finland or just in finland we're driving through the whole finland. of finland and have like tiny house or like tiny cabin or like really cool alternative, alternative living. living project that you're doing please let us know and maybe we can come and visit you and film it or just hang out yeah that'd be really cool we'd like to see what other people are doing because that's one of our favorite things to do and we love to share it as well so hopefully you will want to share it too but don't worry if you don't want to we don't have to share it but we'd love to see it <laughs> but yeah reach out to us send us an email or message instagram but yeah Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. This is a podcast. So <laughs> if you're watching it, but you haven't watched it, if you've watched it, I don't even know what I'm saying. I don't know what you're trying to say. I'm, I'm basically trying, trying to say, to say if you watch them, but you also want to listen to it again, or you're traveling and you can't actually watch it because you need your eyes on the road, then you can download it. Yeah. If you head to the indieprojects.com forward slash podcast, all of our podcasts are on there. You can direct download from the website itunes and spotify and it probably comes up on other things that i don't even know about so just yeah yeah there you go go find it audio <laughs> and video yeah that's it then thank you for joining us and we will see you on the next poddy take care <laughs>